You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Matt Rudlinger. And Matt, has over 25 years experience in marketing and sales. He's the founder of Triple R Marketing. Matt has helped many, many small and local businesses as well as brand names and Fortune 500 companies become leaders in their industry. And he's worked alongside world-renowned authors and sales experts like Jeffrey Gittimer and has helped business promote their products at high-level events such as the Sports Emmy Awards. Matt's also been a, a featured guest on many, many podcasts including The Eventual Millionaire, Donald Kelly's sales evangelist, and now the growth expert. So welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. Thanks for being here. We met a couple years ago, so I think we're long overdue to make this happen. So I'm excited that you're here today. Just to give everybody a little bit of a teaser, we're going to talk about maybe three or four things that you may or may not know about Google pay-per-click ads and why you might want to take a closer look at leveraging that as a strategy for getting new clients for your business, okay? Now, I'm speaking from a personal experience here, and this is part of the reason why Matt and I are chatting. You know, I've done some Google ads. Some have been good. Some have been bad. And now I work very closely with Matt and his team on, you know, on leveraging Google ads for, for some of the different businesses that I have. So, he's going to kind of come in here and share a little bit of, uh, of what he's learned and what's going on with pay-per-click advertising. And hopefully, you know, open your eyes up a little bit. So, thank you for being here. Why don't you take a minute and just give us a quick backstory? Because you've you've got a really interesting and diverse story of all these different things you've got your hands in multiple different businesses. So, take a couple minutes, fill in the blanks, and then we'll dive into the pay per click stuff. Well, you know, we're getting ready to go on our fifteenth year. Believe it or not, here in the next week, we'll be fifteen years going into this uh, world of marketing. And it, congrats! It's, it's, thank you very much. It's it's got an amazing team. That's how we've got this far. And it's amazing how not only has marketing changed, but just our whole, our whole uh, attitude towards marketing and how we interact with businesses over the last 15 years. I think that's the most exciting part that I, I enjoy is how everything changes all the time, good or bad. But it's definitely the fun part of uh, how we got to where we are today and got into you know, AdWords and web design and uh, promotional products and everything we do. Everything's kind of evolved based on you know, just how the market changes. So, how did you get started? You know, you've been doing this for 15 years, but what got you started in this business? Well, it's funny how I got into sales, period, actually. I used to work for a mechanical contractor and then a plumbing supply house called me in for sales to take over uh, like Southern Indiana and doing plumbing sales, which I was like, I've never done sales in my life. So, I was there for 10 years and built a whole uh, Southern Indiana territory and uh, that's where I've realized that, well, maybe I, I've got something going on here that I understand the customer, what they were looking for and uh, you know, what they expect out of people. 
just out of being that consumer at one time. And uh, after that business shut down, I decided uh, this is what I love to do. And I started doing marketing myself. So Triple R, you guys do a couple of different things. You do promotional products, right? And you, yep. I, I think you've got some niches you work with there. And then you do uh, Google AdWords management, right? Because you guys are a certified partner there. And then you do website design and development. Is that another component? Yeah. So we do with the web design, which works really well with the uh, Google Ads PPC for setting up all the conversions and stuff like that. And yes, promotional products, apparel. Uh, we do reputation management for online, which kind of goes well with, you know, and reviews, which is important as well. With kind of, All kinds of comes together that your online reputation and getting in front of clients. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, let's do this. You've been doing this for 15 years. Let's start out with a couple of questions. So, you know, you're, you've been in marketing and sales and an entrepreneur for 15 years. You've been in a variety of different businesses. I'm going to start out with this before we dive into the pay-per-click. Knowing what you know now, right? Looking back, what's the one thing you knew about being an entrepreneur if you could start over today? What's that one thing? And I know it's hard to pin down one thing, but there's always one thing that comes top of mind right away. What would that be? Would be what, the one thing that I would tell myself? The one thing that, you, yeah, the one thing you wish you knew before you started as an entrepreneur. I would say that I wish I knew the importance of networking more than I do. I wish I knew when I started the importance of networking and interacting with more people than I do than I realize now. I would have done more of it. I mean, I did some, you know, I was kind of doing my thing, but the value of connections with individuals and basically, you know, basically find those people that would help me mentor me to help me not uh, basically learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> more, I guess is what, what I was, was saying and just being more upfront and saying, Hey, would you be willing to help me even, or uh, help me with some advice? And uh, I think if I would have realized people were more open to helping out than what I realized, then I didn't know that would be something I like to tell myself. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, let's pivot over and get a little bit more micro into your business. I guess what's the, I guess maybe let's, if we're going to focus in on the Google pay-per-click or whatever component of your business, if you had to narrow it down, what's the number one strategy that you're using today to get new clients for your business? I mean, if you had to narrow that down, I'm sure you got a bunch of different channels, you got referrals and maybe you're doing paid ads and you got organic and social and all these different channels, right? But what are you using? What's most effective for you today for getting new clients? Well, I tell you everybody, as far as strategy-wise, it's being niche, being very niche in your market. You know, riches in the niches, right? Totally agree. That is so relevant today because it's so noisy out there and there's so much going on. And whether you're doing, you know, pay-per-click, whether you're doing web design, whether you're doing, you know, some sort of strategy with your marketing to really get niche in a market so you can understand the market, understand the people, understand their needs, their wants. Find your differentiality. That's the key right there. You know, what makes you different than everybody else that's calling on that business and to be very focused on that industry so that you can stand out and really excel in it. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, would be like what, what we do, you know, try to find our markets and we're very specific to be niche smart in those. And then we also, you know, convey that to our clients, you know, what's an industry that you're going after that we can create you know, make you shine, if you will, in that industry and different than everybody else. Okay. So let's not, and that's great. And I totally agree. 
you know, riches are in niches. So let's peel it back a little bit further. What channel or maybe a little bit closer to the tactic, starting out with the strategy is great, but what channel are you using or what, you know, how are those, is it a lot of inbound? Is it outreach? Is it a combination? I mean, where, where are you finding most effective for getting new clients? Because I think that's, that continues to evolve, right? And it also depends upon the industry, depends upon the channel. So talk to us a little bit about that. For Now for us, I mean, we use LinkedIn quite a bit. Good. You know about LinkedIn, right? So we use LinkedIn because everybody's usually, the industry's connected pretty tightly. And so, you know, one director may be connected to another director because they, uh, you know, there are certain events together and stuff like that. They, you know, they create that relationship. So if we do well with one, they're happy to refer us to another. So we do a lot with LinkedIn as far as our strategy at Triple R. We do that pretty heavily. Good. All right. Awesome. All right, so let's dive into the pay-per-click stuff. Let's talk a little bit about Google pay-per-click. Let's talk about some of the things before hitting record here. We talked about three or four things that people really, most people probably don't know, but every business owner needs to know. Whether you're in B2C or B2B, you need to understand some of the dynamics or some of the things that are going on right now with Google pay-per-click and as it relates to even Facebook advertising and some other stuff and organic search. So why don't we dive into some of those elements? I think there was a few things that you, you know, we had talked about. So take it away. And then I think we're going to riff in between and kind of maybe do a little Q&A in between. Well, I think the first thing is realize our behaviors because of which relates to pay-per-click. You know, I was, I, I mentioned before we talked that, you know, I used to be pretty skeptical of clicking anything that was an ad because I was like, well, they're paying for it. So it's not relevant or it's not legit. Right. And I've noticed even over time that I've changed my, my attitude towards that. I click the ads now. I'm becoming more trusting of that. And if you ask my daughters that are teen, you know, they're in their low, or 19 and 20 now, right? They're happy to click on those ads because they've grown up with it. And you take younger generations. So clicking on ads used to be, you know, like curse, right? You know, you, wow, how dare you click on an ad? But now it's acceptable and it's, it's the normal. And then the second point is like, well, and we talked about, look how many more ads are showing up now on the first page when you search on Google. And so more people are clicking on it and now you have more ads. So you're fighting against ads now. Ads are more relevant than organic now. And they're going to continue to be more relevant because as long as people will click on them and people trust them, they're going to be more dominant on your search results. Yeah, so, let's, talk about, let's talk about that for a second, because I think that's a really important point. And that's something I've noticed year over year for the last few years, particularly, that it seems like Google is consuming more of the real estate on every search result. I mean, at one point, they used to have one or two at the top and one or none at the bottom. And then they used to have some along the right-hand side, right? Remember a long time ago, they used to have that? And then they got rid of the right-hand side, and now they've continued to add real estate, you know, consuming more real estate at the top. Now they've added ads to the bottom. So it's like sometimes when I do a search result on Google now, literally it's almost down to the fold before I start seeing organic results and I have to scroll. Now, a couple points about that that come to mind. One, you know, I think that Google's a publicly traded company and Google wants to increase earnings and make money and they know that you know, they're, they're the 800 pound gorilla and they can pretty much do what they want because nobody could really contest them when it comes to search. But what that says to me is that 
if you think that your organic strategy that you've been using to generate traffic in the last few years or even longer is going to continue to perform at the same rate, you're sadly mistaken. You better be looking at a way to get a return on investment for some paid ads because Google, this isn't the end of it, right? This is not where they're going to stop. I mean, they may slow the process because they can only go so far, but they're going to figure out a way to squeak more money out of that machine. And that's exactly what they're doing. And it's at the cost of organic reach, right? It's at the cost of being ranked organically. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, did you have any thoughts on that? I agree. Well, I mean, it's kind of, you can talk about Google. I mean, I remember when we registered our business for the free Google email for our business, it was limited to like a hundred emails and then they put it to limits of 50 and then it was to 10 and now you pay for it. Right. And it's no different. I mean, you're going to continue to get, you're going to continue to see the ads increase as long as they, again, you know, as long as the market shows that it's continued to go that way and people are clicking on those ads and they're trusting those ads, they're going to take up more real estate. And you're right. Google is a business. They're there to make money. And I think, that to have a strategy that is SEO focused only is can be dangerous because you are really putting your you're you're putting yourself up there for some some changes that could happen quickly and you know the thing of it is content now is so flooding the area you know I think we used to I think your conversation with Neil is like there's seven what seven billion. Well, there's a billion. Yeah, I follow Neil Patel and he's a big SEO guy and I read a stat the other day. There's a, over a billion blogs. Right. And there's over 7 billion people. So that means there's a blog for every seven people, right? I mean, you know, that means it's harder and harder to rank because of the amount of content that Google has to choose from. So competition is high. And what we just talked about is the space is even more limited for organic results because Google's consuming more of the top and bottom and everywhere they can to display ads. So again, that's going to have an impact. If it's not having an impact already, on you or your business or your SEO, it's going to have an impact in the near future. Exactly. And yeah. so, you, you know, the more, the sooner you get involved in it and you can learn things about your audience so that you can be in the market to start being there when people are searching for products and services that you offer. Yeah. That's another thing that I really love about Google versus Facebook, right? The thing about Google that I've, because I've advertised on both, right, for different products and services. And what I love about Google is the user intent, right? When somebody goes to Google to search for something, it's very, very specific what they're looking for, right? When they go to search for some sort of a product, you know, like for example, here, I'll give you a perfect example. I bought a Dyson vacuum literally two days ago. I think two days ago, I bought a Dyson vacuum. First place I went was Google. I typed in Dyson cordless vacuum. And, you know, it was, it was a no brainer, right? I mean, number one result was Dyson, right? Without a question, they're going to get that number one result. But there was a whole bunch of other resources. So the user intent, and literally I bought the Dyson vacuum. It's a $500 investment. I started at Google. I didn't go to Facebook to try to find a vacuum. Now, could I have found one there? Probably, but it would have kind of been like scratching my ear, my left ear with my right hand. It would have been tough, right? It would, I would have had to kind of went in a few circles. So I love the user intent component, and I don't think people pay close enough attention to that. It's very different than Facebook, and Facebook has its distinct advantages, but I think Google, you know, one of the reasons why I'm working with you, Matt, is because I see the power, I see the changes that are going on, and I think that having you on the show is just important because I think that a lot of people are underestimating or aren't prepared for what's going to happen, you know, in the next couple of years with search. 
I think a test that you could do as, you know, if you're on the border, should you start using AdWords is keep track of your of yourself for the next three or four weeks on how many times do you click an ad when you're looking for something. And then you can go back and say, wow, I clicked these ads, whether for whatever it is, whether it's personal or business, and you will start realizing that you're clicking them. And so, so is your, uh, so is your potential customers. Yeah. And so today we're not going to have a chance to really deep dive into exact strategies on how to do that. But I plan on having Matt back periodically to talk about some of these exact strategies that small businesses or even larger businesses can use. But one of the other things that I wanted to touch on was, you know, at one point there was a huge difference in cost between Google pay-per-click and Facebook. Can you talk a little bit about how that's changing? Well, so, I mean, Facebook, as we were talking, you said was 30% last month. Quarter, 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 I think, quarter, last quarter, quarter, over quarter, yeah. Quarter. You know, and the thing about Google is it's a live auction. So it's kind of like, what are other people willing to pay? So, you know, it fluctuates all the time. So like we have some clients that are in the financial industry and, you know, you look at spring, springtime for like home mortgages, what it costs per click versus in the, in the wintertime, huge difference because it's what other financial industries are willing to pay. So, you know, it's always fluctuating. That's the, the crazy thing about Google versus, you know, some things like some other platforms where it's more, maybe a little more fixed. It's always, it's a live auction. It can change daily and it usually does just depending on the industry and the time of the year. So it's a different market, different way to look at it. So knowing, you know, when your audience is, your peaks and your valleys of the season uh, or your whatever you offer is, is always key and just kind of watching how that is. And that, that kind of goes where understanding the buying process and, and getting into the, the long tail keywords and stuff like that to keep your costs relevant and to make sure you understand your acquisition costs so you're not spending too much. So there's a lot. I know, no, I just do a lot. Yeah, no, no. And that's really and, important but, that you, you talk know. about the, the cost because if you're going for like a primary keyword, like I typed in Dyson cordless vacuum, that's probably a primary keyword that someone's going after because it shows a lot of intent. Now, a click on that, I don't know what that goes for, but let's just say that goes for $2 a click, right? I don't know, just hypothetically $2 a click. But if I were to put in a long tail keyword like Dyson cordless vacuums reviews or a certain model or something, a little bit longer tail keyword, you know, that cost per click sometimes is going to go down because it's not as competitive, but it can still convert really well, right? Is that kind of what you were pointing to? Exactly. So like we're, we're in Indianapolis, right? So if we, we would say, you, you know, Dyson vacuums, Indianapolis, you know, model Indianapolis, Indiana, you know, that's going to be a lot more narrow search, but very relevant, you know, especially if you put, I put, you know, Indianapolis, Dyson, uh, Dyson vacuum retailers near me, you know, so especially right. like that. So I'm really far in the funnel now, but the uh, the audience is not as large versus Dyson vacuum. So that cost per click is going to be less, but I could still be the, you know, I'm still the ideal client to, to bring to your site. So really understanding the process, uh, understanding your customer, what their process is, you know, that's really important. So then it will keep your cost down as well because you can spend a lot of money on a, generalized campaign. You're not, you know, just kind of going after everybody. So you got to kind of watch that as well. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I saw, particularly in the last five years, you know, is that a lot of people rushed over to Facebook because there was a big disparity between 
your per lead cost when you're generating it from Google and your per lead cost generating it from Facebook. Now, they're definitely different because one's user intent, one's using a little bit different strategy to get those leads, but there was a huge disparity in cost. But I just had Larry Kim, the founder of Mobile Monkey and, and um, WordStream, who we just sold, which was a big uh, ad platform for, for Google. And um, he was talking about the cost of Facebook ads are going up 30% per quarter, which is insane. It's not sustainable. So now there's a lot more parity between Google ads and Facebook ads. So there's not nearly that difference that there was at one point. Plus you have that user intent, like, you know, like Matt was just talking about, and you know, you have the ability to do long tail. So there's definitely some distinct advantages there. So I'm excited about Google pay-per-click for a variety of different products and campaigns that I want to run. So I'm working with Matt. And again, you know, I'm, that's why I wanted to have him on here and he's got a great team. So Anything else you want to add before we close out when it comes to pay-per-click ads is whether, you know, anything for the audience to consider or... So also remember that they can work together. Because you talked about Facebook, you know, you can do an ad on Facebook, drive them to your site on a landing page, use that remarketing strategy to remarket those individuals. So you can, you, you can cross-pollinate, if you will, the types of pay-per-click. So maybe you start with a, you know, lower cost one to drive to your site. So there's, there's different formulas that you can do you know, to keep in mind when you're looking at PPC, it's not, it doesn't have to be one platform. They can work together. Yeah. And the remarketing for people that don't completely understand that is that when someone lands on your site, Google can pixel them if you install a code and then they can kind of track them and then they can then display ads to them through their display network, right? Correct. Wherever that kind of those ads, you know, if anybody's ever searched for a Dyson vacuum and then all of a sudden you go to another <laughs> sites and then you see all the Dyson vacuums, you know, ads coming up in front of you, that's what happens, right? It always freaks my wife out. She's like, how did they know? And I'm like, well, you landed on this page or you put it in the shopping cart or whatever, and now they've got you. So, mm -hmm. but that's a really powerful strategy. And that's a perfect example of how you can leverage Google pay-per-click amongst a whole bunch of other stuff you can do. So, well, listen, I really appreciate you being here and kind of shedding some light on that. Why don't we just wrap it up for today with a couple of final questions? You know, what's your favorite growth tool or software? Something that you're using, a technology, an app, a SaaS product, something you use that's helping you grow Triple R Mark? I love Asana. We use Asana every day just to kind of help us keep on track, keep consistency on everything that we do. I mean, Perfect. so we love that software. Awesome. And uh, what would be one book that you would recommend to the audience, something that's maybe helped you along in your journey or just something you think would be interesting for them to pick up and read? I really like Jay Bear's new book, Talk Trickers. It's a really good book I've become really fond of. Awesome. Yeah, I heard him on a couple of podcasts, but I haven't read the book yet. So definitely I'm going to grab that. Well, listen, Matt, I really appreciate you being here. Let the audience know how they can connect with you, learn more about Triple R Marketing. And um, I think you had a special offer for him, something about pay-per-click campaign. So check, let them know about that and then we'll wrap it up. So yeah. So if they mention Dennis Brown, they're going to save $150 on a campaign setup. So that's a pretty easy one to remember, right? Yep. So Perfect. Where do they go? Go to triplermarketing.com and it's spelled out T-R-I-P-L-E-R marketing.com. Or if they hit R-R-R marketing, they'll still be redirected. So that was always a big ordeal. Or they can connect with me on LinkedIn. By all means, uh, look me up, Matt Rulinger. There is another one, but look for the one that's uh, with Triple R Marketing. So I'll be happy to connect. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Really appreciate it. I'll make sure I put those links in the show notes. Have an awesome day. And I know we'll be talking again real soon. Thanks again.
Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.